Hey guys, it's Tamir here on the Hack Your Marketing Podcast. Today we're going to talk about growth and sacrifice and differentiation because brands often lose their ability to stay unique and through their desire to get bigger. So as brands often, you know, they want to grow, they want to scale, they often lose their uniqueness. So how do you keep that uniqueness? That's what we want to analyze today. Um, and growth really affects uh, differentiation in two, two really key ways. Um, number one, the company becomes distracted. So um, often what will happen is a company will pursue that 10%, 15% a year top line growth and they'll ignore niche markets. And there's a problem with this um, because what happens is disruption can actually come in from a lot of these uh, niche markets as we learned from a book called The Innovator's Dilemma. Um, and so big companies also need to pay attention to uh, that those niche markets for their, for their future growth and really focus their efforts on growing what makes them unique and focus on their core. Um, the second, the second thing that um, how growth negatively affects differentiation is that a company will often overextend its product lines. So, in an effort to pursue sort of endless growth, companies fall into that line extension trap where they try to hang their brand in as many unrelated uh, categories as possible to grow. For example, McDonald's um, in the 70s and 80s, they had built that you know super successful business selling you know high-speed hamburgers and cheeseburgers. And the company suddenly decided to branch out into pizza, chicken and kids menus. Um, and what they found is their growth actually started to slow. And it's only when they started to take away some of those items that, that they started to grow at a, at a much faster rate again. So it's how do you, you know, it, when you're pursuing that growth, how do you maintain your focus on, on your core values and, and your core business? And, and it tends to be that the more you add, the more risk you are of undermining your basic differentiation. Um, so the other thing we want to look at is, you know, Especially if we want to grow our grow our organization around the world, you know, become a global company. How do we how do we um, how do we stand out and how do we deal with differentiation when we're dealing with global markets? Um, and and the first idea is that you know the current idea might be the wrong idea. Like for example, Coke inexplicably got this wrong uh, when it tried to enter the Russian market with their slogan "The Real Thing." Um, but they found that that didn't really resonate with the Russian consumer. And they found that when they brought the slogan, drink the legend, um, and, and going back to the roots and authenticity, highlighting that attribute is what resonated with the consumer there. So what resonates with the consumer in the United States might not be what resonates in Russia or in China or somewhere else. Um, so the current idea, you might actually have to change the attribute you promote depending on the competition in that market and the different factors and the perceptions that exist in that market. Um, the, the, the other thing you need to realize is that attributes change when you cross borders. So, for example, in Mexico, a Corona is really considered like a humble, low rent brand of beer. You can pick up a six pack in Mexico City for about three dollars. Um, but in America, you know, you're looking at between eight to ten dollars for a six pack. Um, and it's got kind of a persona of like a spring break, palm trees, drink with lime image. It's got a much higher end image um, in America. And it just shows you, you know, when you cross that border, when you go from Mexico to the United States, it, there really is, a, there really is a, a huge different perception of Corona in the mind of the consumer. Um, the other thing is your market leadership might tra not translate to a global market. For example, Nescafe is Nestle's top selling, um, you know, top selling uh, coffee brand in the world except in India because in India um, the company uh, actually create, has created a sub brand called Sunrise um, and it's made with something called chicory which is a local Indian spice to give it a familiar flavor and it actually outsells the flagship brand so what might uh, really stand your product out in one country might be completely different in another 
Um, and then your heritage might not be respected. For example, uh, like Kellogg's found out when it, um, you know, it promoted, you know, it being like this, you know, decade old brand name in breakfast food. Um, but when they did that in India, they found that, the, you know, the campaigns really weren't accepted. Um, because in India, actually hot food is preferred for breakfast. So, you know, heritage wasn't something that they cared about. Um, so you've really got to bear in mind that, you know, these different perceptions in consumers' mind exist as you, as you move to a global market. Um, the other thing you've got to realize is that your speciality may get blurred. For example, uh, Lux um, in Indonesia, it's a soap. In China, Taiwan, it's a shampoo. In Japan, it's a broth. Um, and for example, you know, you, you look at Honda cars, you know, Honda cars that we think of Honda as a car brand in the United States, but in Japan, you, you know, if you try to release a Honda car, it wouldn't do as well because they're considered as a bike brand. So you really got to realize that your attributes do change as you cross borders. Um, and, and then the other thing you want to think about, you know, when you are um, going global, when you are, you know, expanding your, your brand abroad is, you know, are top management really in charge um, are, are, are they really taking the lead on, on, you know, making sure that the differentiation strategy is communicated uh, throughout the organization and, and it's consistent, especially with, with the different markets? Um, and, and really, top management is, is really responsible for this. And it's not something that you can just, you know, go and hire, a, you know, an external agency. Uh, I'll just I'll hire this Facebook agency and I'll trust them to do the adverts. No, it really all the team have to be on the same page. And that kind of starts uh, top down to make sure that, you know, the strategy from, from, a, from a marketing strategy, from a, from a regional standpoint, it, it, it's all aligned. Um, and I'm going to actually finish the podcast with this today. So in 1966, Peter Drucker defined leadership as thinking through the organization's mission, defining it and establishing it clearly and visibly. And that kind of ties back to the point of top management, making sure that uh, the mission is communicated. But nowadays in the, in the age of killer competition, the foundation of leadership could be redefined slightly as thinking through an organization's difference, its unique selling point, defining it and establishing it clearly and visibly for the whole organization. So just making sure that everybody is on the same page from a marketing standpoint of exactly what the unique thing is within each market. Um, so anyway, that's some, some things you guys can use uh, to, to definitely grow and scale uh, globally. Uh, have a great day and I hope you enjoyed the podcast. See you next time.